Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 20, and we have a very special guest with us. Miss Vicki Golson is here. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm Mark, if you don't know me. Today, me, Selena, and Tyler are all here, so... Hi. Hi. I think this is one of the first times since we did our first episode of this semester introducing them that we've all actually come together, so this is really cool. Um... So, Ms. Vicky, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about where you're from. and Okay. Well, I am originally from Chicago, and I came here in the 90s. My husband is originally from Sheffield, so we came here basically to find a foundation of living for our children. And we've been very happy living here since that time. Uh, and during that time, I have been... I've had several positions. I've been in sales, and I've been a minister of Living Spirit Church, now emeritus, since mm-hmm. my daughter now is minister. And by the way, I met Mark <laughs> during that time. And uh, I'm also a publisher, founder of Garden Spices Magazine, and I also do a blog now called Spicy, and uh, advocacy work with Project Say Something. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us a little bit about where you went to school as well and what degrees you have. Okay, I went to Case Western Reserve University and graduated in communications. I was just telling the crew here how different things are today than they were when I was in school. So that's really my only degree. I did study some with Johnny Coleman School of Theological uh, Ministry as mm-hmm. well. So, um, Well, tell us more about your recent endeavors, like how you started the uh, Garden Spices magazine and okay. uh, your blog. It's very new, very new yes, blog. Yes, the blog is very new, like uh, not even a week old, as yeah. a matter of fact. But Garden Spices magazine started five years ago. And believe it or not, uh, there were young people who were taking photographs and doing uh, a film for tourism in Florence. And I had a cameo in that film. And I looked at the the film and I was like, there's only a few people of color in that film. And at that time, I mean, we had all these students from all over the world. I knew because we had this global event here all the time. And I was like, where are they? How come they, and they're saying this for everybody, so why aren't they reflected? And then I realized the kids who shot it, and I knew them, see. So I knew that they were okay and they didn't do, there was no malicious intent, but I felt like they just didn't see all the people who were here of all different cultures and everything. And so I decided, well, what can I do about that? And I embarked upon producing a magazine. Wow. Um, and I got people to write from all over the world, as well mm-hmm. as here in in uh, this in the shows area. So I've been happily um, publishing that magazine for five years now. Mm-hmm. And I, I do re- I remember when you started as well, like pretty much our, our families were really close at the time. And I remember pretty much everybody in our family was invited to submit a piece to put in there. And pretty much all of us did, so. Yes, it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And the thing is, is I have people um, coming from all different backgrounds, all different faiths. I have people who have uh, various um, uh, uh, diagnoses, and they can speak about what living 
with MS, with uh, epilepsy, things like that. Uh, and it's, it's just been wonderful. I have people from Africa, India, Europe, all over to write um, various times. With our last guest, we had some uh, professors from our foreign language department, and we were talking about the amount of cultures that we find in the area. Yes. You don't realize, but Florence is full of like mm-hmm. so many different cultures and beliefs. And um, I just know that there's like events in the area that um, ignite the coming of like in uh, being able to see all the different cultures. And I know you host like a summer solstice. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, some I don't really host summer solstice. In fact, the core center does that. But all of the the celebrations of the, the solstice and equinox mm-hmm. that are done up on the Indian Mount are, we have people from all over the uh, South who come and participate in them. And they're just a way to say, thank you, Mother Earth, for everything that you've given us, and also to recognize the other elements um, in the universe and to pray together. We're always in a circle. Yeah, always an invitation to to anybody who wants to come. But that's not my uh, that's not my thing. That's Dr. Deb and okay. and the course in it, so they do that. I just wanted to say that one thing that you and they used to have, which was wonderful, was the global culture event. Yes, mm. yes. I really wish that would come back. Mm. Just a pitch. <laughs> I think they still do um, a like taste around the world yes. type of event yes. each yes. year. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to attend one, but mm-hmm. there were performers from every country, mm-hmm. and it was great. It was really great. So yeah. I, I, I do miss that kind of activity. And I know, I know. Um, uh, specifically, since I've been here for the past, you know, two years, we've, we've had this, we've had a thing called Culture Fest, which is it's pretty similar. I mean, we don't get to see all the different performances, but um, it, it's. To where you can you're able to get a sense of different cultures from around the world because I know we had some um, some performers from some students actually who performed a, a dance routine and they were from Asia and we had um, some dancers as well from different places so it was it was pretty okay. cool isn't that multiple days uh, well that was only one one day but I think there is some other cultures or like there's stuff. different events because I went to one where. You got to go to each table, and yeah, that's the the tasting yeah. event. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, which is also wonderful. I don't know, however you express it, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting the the, the yeah. bed in for what I really <laughs> love because we used to dance in the event. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I should also mention that I'm a part of the core drummers. Mm-hmm. Very important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of artistic expression. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just hearing you talk and just feeling your presence and energy, you seem like a very ambitious woman. And uh, I wanted to, I wanted you to expand upon the t- type of challenges that you've had, like starting your businesses and the multiple endeavors that you've taken since being here in the shows. Well, um, fortunately, we've had a lot of blessings living here. Uh, living spirit is not your daily, everyday <laughs> church in the Bible Belt. It is a new thought, church. And so from that standpoint, we've had, um, we've, we've gotten some bad press from time to time. Uh, we are not traditional in terms of the way we have our service now. 
we're followers of the Christ, but you know, you can't, if you, if you don't follow a certain way, sometimes you're, you're in trouble. So from that standpoint, we had a challenge. And then just having our business, uh, we were in the car business. We had a Ford dealership, and Lincoln Mercury dealership, and a Hyundai dealership. And uh, I will say that we've gotten, we had tremendous support from the community. But then we also had challenges in terms of um, being able to, to move our location from one place to another. And we know that that was predicated upon who we were. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the, another dealership was able to do that and they weren't us. So we know that that, that, that stuff took place. But outside of that, um, things have been pretty easy here. Um, of course, you know, the, the Camille, as founder of Project Say Something, could probably speak to a lot more of the challenges mm-hmm. that we've experienced here. Um, you, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, being a minister as a woman um, must have been challenging as well. Was there a lot of backlash to that as well? or? I have never experienced backlash That's as of a, a woman minister. Um, I have uh, been able to speak even in very traditional churches. And this, I spoke in a Baptist church mm-hmm. here in the Shoals. And my message is primarily the same as the one I would give in my own church. And I've been received very well. So I can't say that I've had that problem. Thank goodness. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And I will say, um, at least the you know the services I attended when I was younger, they were they were a lot of fun, honestly, and mixed with you know, it's just a different way of you know getting the getting it out. It's mm-hmm. like you want to do the same things, you just do it in a different way, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And I also I kind of now that I think back on it, um, I think I could kind of see your uh, your vision for incorporating different cultures as yes. well, especially yes. with um, all the meetings we had with all the, like the the everybody would bring food in. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I didn't think of it then because I was you know I was really little, <laughs> so little yeah. but I could see it now and you know there was a taste of you know a whole lot of different cultures there and I think that that's a that's a really great way of doing it while yes. still having your own beliefs at the yes. same time. Well, you know, um, I just wanted to say that it's, that's how God works, you know. Uh, the, the, you, even before the vision starts, it's, 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 it's culminating in, in your daily activities and what you, what you do. And I remember in Living Spirit, we had people, we had Hindu people, we had Buddhists who would come and visit us, never changed what we believed, but they saw our hearts and they saw the light in us, and so they were able to attend and have a good time. And then we, you know, we would, we would have gatherings that would include everybody. And so interfaith is, is, is quite important to me. So what started your um, endeavor on creating a new church? Actually, my husband and I were members of Unity Church for years, and we had kind of a group here that disbanded so then I started my own ministry called Revelations, and it's just a ministry of testimony. It's still taking place now. Anybody can come and tell their story. I've had, oh, I don't know how many people from this area come and tell their story. Uh, and But it wasn't enough for my husband. My husband wanted an actual 
service. So he was actually the visionary for Living Spirit. He wanted his own service and he wanted to, to express it in his own way. And so I became minister and the rest is history. So you said that you were originally from Chicago. Yes. How did you meet your husband? He's from Sheffield. <laughs> Believe it or not, we met at Stillman College in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> And uh, uh, we met, we met in, in, in August of 72 and got married in December of 72. Are you hearing me? <laughs> <laughs> Love at first sight kind of thing, yeah, huh? Yeah. But we had lived in, in, in other places in the country, and we had a whole lot in common. You know, we were hippies back in the day, you know, but we had a whole lot in common. And so um, uh, she passed 13 years ago. And we were married for 35 years. And so, anyway. So Sometimes it's just meant to be. It was. It was meant to be. He mm -hmm. was truly my um, mm -hmm. uh, twin flame, as they say. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah. Well, that is absolutely amazing. Uh, can I ask, what kept you guys here in the shows, and how has it changed over the years? Uh, I tell you, there have been times when I thought about leaving. Why? Because of the cultural um, ambition that I have. When I go home to Chicago, I'm everywhere. There's all kinds of art museums and, and events and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I really miss that. And so when my husband transitioned, my mom and I thought, well, should we move back to Chicago? And then I thought about the snow. <laughs> and I and I thought about standing in line when I wanted to fill a prescription. And I thought about not knowing a banker there and not being able to smile mm -hmm. at a druggist here. And I thought, uh-uh. Well, you know, in, in this in season of my life, I'm gonna stay here. Mm -hmm. And then I I travel a lot, so Take our morning snow any day, huh? Yes, yes <laughs> absolutely. I'll say even like the airport would be crazy too. If you said you do travel a lot, so yeah. airports are crazy. I was in Chicago for maybe two minutes in the airport yes, for a connected flight. Oh yes. man, yes, so. O'Hare or Midway now. Midway used to be sane, but now it's crazy too. So yeah, it was hard. I had yeah. to like run to my next gate. <laughs> yeah, that's what, most of the time I drive when I go there. Yeah, most of the time I drive when I go to Chicago. Um, well, I'll segue a little bit about um, this month, February, is Black History Month. Yes. And obviously, uh, cultural diversity is very important to you. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the importance of Black History Month and how it's changed over the years in this area? Okay. Um, I can remember when my kids went to school in Muscle Shoals, and they didn't celebrate it in high school at all. And I remember sitting in the superintendent's office and saying, you guys are missing out on something because we, we learn about black history, but you don't. And you need, you need to learn about it and you need to celebrate it. Now, let me say this. Today, I don't believe in Black History Month. Black history should be celebrated every day. Mm -hmm. There are, is so much emptiness in our textbooks as it, as it relates to black culture and black history and the importance of it, which is why um, we celebrate now, Ju Juneteenth is very important to us. 
uh, as the only celebration of our emancipation. You know, and people like to shove that under the rug as though slavery didn't exist, as though it didn't have a part of the Civil War. And so, you know, there are things like that that we, we, we've got to put on the table now if we want to heal as a nation. And when I say a, a, a nation, we, we, we can only look to our part in it. We're here in the show, so we have an active, we should have an active, active part in how we heal as individuals and, and uh, as an area, so. Um, isn't Juneteenth part of Project Say Something? Yes, it is. That Camille it started? Is. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about um, raising Camille and how <laughs> how you're, you're the foundation that she had at home? Obviously, you were in the superintendent's office. She learned that from you. So tell us a little bit about that because she's a huge proactive <laughs> activist here. Well, uh, fortunately, she's had a very diverse childhood. I mean, we were always, when we lived in Cleveland, Ohio, we had art exhibitions in our home. We had people of every different culture uh, to visit us and big parties in which they took place, Kwanzaa celebrations, the whole nine yards. So mm -hmm. she was a little kid who was supposed to be in bed, three years old up dancing, you know, with everybody <laughs> instead of. And then also, um, I guess I should mention, a big influence was us living in the Caribbean. We lived in the Caribbean for four years in St. Martin. Wow. So living there, we interacted with people from all over the world. We tasted, our next door neighbors were Indian. Camille had a dot on her head and everything. I mean, we, you know, we, 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 we ate their food. We ate the Surinamese food, um, the Spanish, I mean, just everything. And Dutch, Dutch and just everything. So that was a real big influence in her life. It, she couldn't help it. She had to grow up. Uh, she had to grow up. In, she was in that environment, mm -hmm. and with all the experiences that she had, uh, there was no way that she could stand for injustice. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Her parents are both the same way. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I mean, I could definitely tell that that you have had a big impact on on her life from a personal aspect as well, because the way that you two act, especially when you're together, is very similar. Um, and I've learned that over, you know, pr pretty much my entire life, knowing you guys. So, I mean, she's just an all-around great person as well. She's, like, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, her kids are, they're awesome as well. So, I think it's just... And don't like, forget her husband. He's great, too. <laughs> He's really great, too. I, had, I actually got to see him again last year, which uh -huh. is really cool. Um, I haven't seen either of them in the same amount of time I haven't seen mm -hmm. you as well. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah. I mean, I think it just well, runs well, in the family. Mark doesn't, you know, his, his um, aunt... Uh, Anna, Dr. Anna Lott, you guys may know her from UNA, she used to be a professor here, has played an important part in our family and her husband, David, uh, very much so. I remember when we first, uh, when uh, Christian had a birthday party and we, uh, I forget where we had it, at a restaurant or wherever, and we had some kind of uh, soulful music on and they were the only two who danced with us. They, they were dancing, and we knew we would be friends right away. And since then, of course, Dr. Lott, as well as David, they've written for me, and as Mark says, the whole family has uh, taken a part Aww. in Garden mm -hmm. Spices. So, And, uh, of course, Camille, we're, we're just all infused mm -hmm. with the same kind of energy, I'll say that. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And we we do. I mean, we wish that Camille could have been here today. We originally planned for her to be, but she wasn't able to come. Yeah. So we're gonna try and definitely have her on as well in her own episode. Definitely, because she has. Are you kidding? She has so much to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're definitely gonna talk to her about about finding a a time where she can come on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to you. Uh, I know, as you've already told us, you're a, you're really busy. You travel a lot. Um, you're super strong as a person and a woman. And um, <laughs> I was reading something about uh, met that about your meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you use that as a stress reliever? And like, do you use it to kind of balance your life out? As um. Gosh, it's probably the most important thing that I do spiritually. Uh, if prayer is talking to God, then meditation is listening. And, you know, people like to make a real big deal of it. But really, it's simply taking the time to be still, wherever that is, wherever that is. Just be still. Uh, some people take a Bible verse and look at it and, and meditate on that. Some people just close their eyes and just think about nature or whatever. But just taking a little time to say, to affirm your um, uh, gratitude for being here and for listening to God and, and just getting an idea of what, you know, what is in front of you. And that won't be like, this is what you should do. <laughs> like that. But it's funny, when you take the time to do that, you're able to hear guidance. For example, we were talking about how Garden Spices may have started by way of what we were doing in the church. You begin to understand the synchronicity of the way things work. And you may hear advice or something you need from anybody. You're open and aware. And I just want to say one more thing. Like I said, people think that meditation is home. But sometimes when you're taking a walk in the park, mm-hmm. sitting outside in the yard. Completely. Uh, yes. Absolutely. That, you know, come on. Uh, I'm, I'm washing clothes sometimes. I put my hands on the washing machine. <laughs> and, I, and there's a hum on the washing machine. <laughs> and I just close my eyes just for a moment. Just for a moment. No, uh, completely. So... I'm not going to lie, I was one of those people that was like, oh, this meditation, <laughs> that's a hoo-ha. And, uh-huh. uh, and uh, <laughs> I, you can't knock it till you try it. That's because it. Um, I started taking some yoga classes here at our yes. SRC. Yes. Um, with, um, we have Ryan Albino actually uh, led them, and we would end the class with meditation. Absolutely. Yes. And my mind always is racing. Like, Absolutely. always. Yes. And it was about you know, not really stopping thought, but like really, really being intentional with your thoughts. And I started doing a morning meditation that was guided on YouTube. You can find them like 10 minute energizing ones. Absolutely. And uh, it would really, really help me wake up in the morning because I had the worst time getting out of bed. Um, And then as I got further along, I started realizing you can meditate anywhere. There was one time Absolutely. class ended and I like put my hand against the door <laughs> and I like leaned against it and oh, I just like mm-hmm. shut everything off and thought yeah. about yeah. my being. Yes. And I was, I felt so much peace yes. inside. Yes. So yes. like when you say that, it's just, it's not, um, it's, uh-huh. it's 
it is a conversation if you, you know, with God, mm-hmm. it's listening to him mm-hmm. and it's listening to the world and mm-hmm. listening to the universe mm-hmm. and the having universe, that. Listening to the universe. And listening to yourself uh-huh. and mm-hmm. your being. Your body mm-hmm. tells you mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I think personally meditation is very important. Well, but, it's um, probably one of the most important things that we could do for the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just think of everybody mm-hmm. took the time out to come to that place where they could really hear the universe, God, Yahweh, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, just, just taking that time to say it's important to recognize being, being, yes. being, period. I wrote a book about it. It's called Be Safe. Be Still, Aware, Faithful, and Excellent. Meditation. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> Look at you, just nonstop. <laughs> well, okay, so you you have such a a busy life. Obviously, you've accomplished a lot, but with that, it takes a lot of dedication and time and persistence. And I mean, that can be stressful. So obviously, meditation is something that you need. But do you have any other ways that, like, maybe we could recommend to some students on campus? Yeah. Well, you know, I had a lot of students last year. God, they they were right there in my drumming circle. And that is a wonderful way to kind of <clears throat> just put your feelings out there, you know. And it isn't like you have to have any skills or anything. You just get a drum and or get a table, whatever you could want need to get, and just kind of, you know, put it out there and, and make some rhythm, make your own kind of rhythm. So now we used to have those uh, circle almost every week. But now anytime you need to do that, you can do it. Get your families together. You know, get a group, group of kids, group of the students together and do it. You can have your own. I'd be happy to come and lead one if you need me to, but you don't. Wow. You don't need me. Wait, wait, wait a minute now. Uh, let's see. Um, who retired? Oh, jeez. Now, this is what's wrong with becoming a little bit older. You forget the names, but it uh, used to be over the Women's Center. Um, Emily. Emily. Emily invited me to do the drum circle. And by the way, she's also an, a, one of the authors, contributors for Five Garden Spices. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Every, everyone here is just connected. It's uh-huh. like everything. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're all connected. And that's why it's probably We're so important, wow. you know, yeah. being in the Shoals area where you have that connection. It's not just walking past someone in the street. It's, it is that yeah. personal connection. And that... I will say, small towns can be small towns, but yes. like that's the one good thing about them is that you know that we're here looking out for each other. Yes, I, I, I think that, that 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 was more true in not so recent years. In recent years, it's been a little different, I think, mm-hmm. unfortunately. You know, the smiles that I used to receive all the time, I don't get them. I don't know. But, but then, you know, the country has, has had its challenges. Meditation again. Mm-hmm. Centering in uh, uh, the, 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 the hope mm-hmm. that things can unify and come together. Uh, finding that place where you're, you're living spirit right now, we're centering on being keepers of the flame. That flame of, uh, of of hope and togetherness. So that's what we have to do. That's all. That's all we can do, really, and treat each other with kindness and love, mindfulness, like you say. Mm-hmm. Be mindful and intentional. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, uh, first of all, thank you for coming and being a part of this as well. Um, I know you're you're super busy, mm-hmm. and it's just nice to be able to talk to you about all this that you've done for the community. 
So thank you for coming. Thank you very much. I just want to say one last thing. I, since I just embarked upon this blog called Spicy, you guys are kind of young for it, but I just want this. It's, it's just about laughing about mm -hmm. becoming a senior citizen. And it's mainly for women, but the girls need to look at it because you can see what you was going to happen to I read you. your article about the dog already, and I was like, oh, can relate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, this is such such fun. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's no problem at all. Um, I know you, you have done so many things for everything around here pretty much. Um, do you have social medias for any of your any of your projects or anything that you want to that you want to put out there for people to follow? Well, you know, I've got pay, a page for Garden Spices magazine and also uh, I have a page for Spicy Sisters mm -hmm. <laughs> on Facebook. And as I said, Camille will be here to talk about projects, say something there, mm -hmm. there's, there as well. And, um, you know, I, I do my best to, to stay informed and to get out there in social media. I'm finally trying to get Instagram. See, I'm not with y'all so much. <laughs> you know, I definitely don't know that Snapchat and all that, and I tweet a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. All right. Well, um, that's all that we have for this episode. Um, like, stay tuned for an episode with Camille because we would really like to have her on as well. Um, that's going to be a really good episode, just like this one. Um you like I'm, n I can't preface enough that when I say they're alike, they're alike. They're a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny because I don't think we're that much alike. <laughs> they're a lot alike, <laughs> but definitely go check out uh, Garden Spices. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. It's gone a long way in yeah. in the five years that that I've been able to see it. www.gardenspices.org. Mm -hmm. Go check that out. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, Bethany Green from uh, Feeding the Pride, which is a, our food pantry. So definitely stay tuned for that as well. Um, make sure you, make sure you um, listen to all of our past episodes as well. Like Everything we've had has been so good. We've progressed so far, and you really can't tell that until you've listened to our earlier episodes as well as these new ones. So if you're new, go check out all of our other ones as well. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Miss Vicky, for being here again. Thank you for having me. And that's all we have for this one. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Make sure to check out all of our social medias. Feel free to send us your feedback at arts at una.edu or through the DMs of any of our social media. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you in the future. This podcast has been brought to you by UNA School of the Arts. Executive producer is Mark Gallegos, co-produced by Selena Fugate and Tyler Hankins. Special thanks to Dr. Terrence Brown and the entire SOTA staff.